1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Live from Las Vegas, sports talk, hot takes, and all of the bangers, Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the playmakers.
2: Heidi ho Camper Joes and Jills and whatever you else like to call yourselves. Welcome back to a Thursday edition of the Playmakers.
3: Yes, a happy St. Patrick's edition, correct?
2: Yes. Everyone who's ever seen the color green is celebrating.
3: Honestly. In some capacity. The, the entire building is pretty quiet, which is kind of a relief. I like it.
2: Yeah, I uh, I love it when we're like in the dead periods in the building, which was basically for two years. Yeah, straight. we're back in
3: the pandemic mode right, today,
2: right? But uh, now that we have returned, at least in in some part, to reality, the disruption is certainly welcomed. Uh, Adrian, do you have any uh, Irish lineage in your in your uh, ancestry?
3: I do not. Um, Cleveland, there's a lot of Irish and Puerto Rican people, but I am yeah. not. All right. Not a Celtics fan either.
2: Oh, well, that makes uh, one of us.
3: Or Notre Dame.
2: Or both of us, I should say. I have, I'm not sure what the percentage is for said Irish lineage, but I do know that I do have some. And so uh, happy St. Patrick's Day to all that celebrate. As I mentioned, almost everybody does. We do love our drank and holidays here in the good old U.S. of A. And uh, we're actually going to discuss St. Patrick's Day a little bit more, like in the background information later on in the program. We're going to go. So St. Patrick, super famous dude, probably spread the the good Lord's word around Ireland back in the day. Who was there before that? That's where we're going to explore. So That's know. who we're going to explore. Where's that? Where's that sound coming from? Do you hear this?
3: I'm not sure. Are one of your tabs open no, again? I
2: literally just checked and that I had it muted and it said that it was muted and I'm even going to do it again just to be sure. And it still didn't. It was
3: okay. The, the ghost of Saint Patrick. He heard the ghost you talking. Of Sa- apparently, of, of
2: Saint Peas. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, again, we'll get into a little bit of a, a backwards history lesson, which I'm certainly not an expert on, but I've listened to at least two or three podcasts on some on of Saint our Patrick's subjects. Uh, yes, or just at least in the previous peoples that inhibited the Isles and what they used to pray to and otherwise. Uh, we're gonna be talking here in just a couple minutes at our can opener about the about the big tournament that's underway already. We already have an upset that has transpired. Of course, it had to be over Iowa. Yes, awful, the uh, awful jerseys. The
3: Richmond Spiders—they're mm-hmm,
2: spinning that web.
3: Also, uh, just want to everybody relax. There's still about 11 minutes left in the second half, but the 16th seed Georgia State Panthers. Are tied right now. with Gonzaga, number one, uh, the favorite to win the whole tournament, and that's what if you love you to see. If you put right?
2: money on Duke, you probably put it on Gonzaga. Yeah, it's what you—it's
3: so, what you love to see. The
2: last couple tournaments, while they have been in truncated form or not at all, we have seen some pretty sizable upsets early on, and so the trend continues. I believe that game specifically was a five twelve seed, so I'm not really surprised when those particular matchups fall that way, but. I was kind of surprised to hear Coach Pete DeBoer talk about the David and Goliath metaphor he, would, he superimposed on the Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers game tonight, which is, oh. you know, about right in, in terms of what we should expect from this squad at this point. And, you know, a few weeks ago, we actually played the Panthers in their building. Bad news, people. They've gotten better, as I mentioned and we will in this show, in yesterday's program, and the program before that, and several other iterations. We are not moving in the same direction.
3: Don't forget about the nightcap.
2: Don't forget about the nightcap. as a podcast feed that is available to you on that Odyssey app, which is for free.
3: Absolutely. No, it's definitely, that, that's not what you want to hear, uh, going into a no. uh, chasing, desperate to get into the playoff mode. Uh, so he he called the the Golden Knights, um, David?
2: Yes. Again, Ah. I I prefer myself, Solomon, if we're going to really go with this particular lineage. But then again, we are victims to the time period in which we inhibit. And so I don't think uh, David probably wanted to go up in that matchup battle back in the day either. But you know what? He was called upon. He was victorious. And then that's all she wrote, or at least Bathsheba wrote. We are going to talk about the talent-driven business of... What is this? What is this parting shot saying? Oh! Just TV in general, right?
3: Yeah, 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 with everything, and, and even just ESPN and the yep. reporters and how, journalism and everything.
2: Yeah, how journalism is changing, how our content is changing, and how we as the playmakers uh, kind of fit into that larger grand scheme, or I should say we're going against the current when it comes to most things. No, but honestly. That much shouldn't a Z. surprise anybody here. Yeah, good stuff.
3: I'm, a- I'm happy that we're here on one of the least productive days of the year in terms of people showing up to work, if they showed up to work, so yes. I'm very excited. Let's do this.
2: Yeah, lots of late lunches taken and then never returned from, and so why don't we just do what everybody else is doing, at least metaphorically, and open them cans? Can of corn, can of worms, can of whoop ass. Depends on what time o'clock it is, because it is uh, St. Patrick's Day. Do you have like a specific St. Patty's Day memory that that sticks out in your brain?
3: Yeah, senior year of high school, uh, let's take it to Brooklyn, Ohio, six kids in our graduating class were suspended and threatened to be, like, held back because uh, they skipped school and then went to the St. Patrick's Day Parade in downtown.
2: Oh, come on. And we they well, drinking at school. No, but
3: I think they were, because not only did they post on social media, but I think they were posting that they had, like, a natty light. Or Bud Light yeah. or whatever. These are the so, early
2: days of social media where we still thought nobody yeah, can see what we're doing.
3: Exactly. So, mm-hmm. so they got suspended. Um, but yeah, no. St. Patrick's Day is a weirdly like it's a big thing in Cleveland. Growing up, then I was just like. Cool, I don't really drink like that. The Midwest
2: so. uh, doesn't need any reason to drink, but if you give us one, we'll make it a damn holiday. Or
3: the, the entire country, to mm. be honest. Like, to me... Yeah, but
2: like, specifically the Midwest, we got to stay warm somehow.
3: No, yeah, no, you're 100% right. So, yeah, that's definitely the uh, St. Paddy's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, this is how the, the population
2: continues to climb. This is really the only way that we can probably spend time with one another is getting super drunk.
3: Babies is being made at those parades. Facts.
2: Facts. But, yeah, in terms of this time of year, I mean... The 17th is a, is a big day for the world and for me in terms of, well, it's a couple days before my birthday, but when we have the tournament start, it's pretty much the only thing in the room. And it's odd because for something that is so encapsulating of our culture and our society, I feel like I am the least prepared than I, than I ever been. And granted, I haven't spent that much time trying to really – immerse myself into any of this knowledge, but I feel like it's harder than ever to really connect to the college game as a casual fan. On our show here, we purposefully do not force ourselves into pegs that we do not fit. Like, I'm not going to sit up here and pretend like I'm a basketball expert, let alone a college basketball expert. Like, if you're going to talk NBA, Adrian will let you take the lead just like how you let me do it with hockey. But I, I can't help but notice that over the course of the last couple years, as you mentioned, the tournament wasn't held in 2020, and then last year it was no fans, very different. But the infusion of gambling that has skyrocketed over the, the course of the pandemic, really, I think has acted as the final nail in the picture frame that is the window into our past of college athletics, but is truly just a one-way mirror, if you really think about it. Because I don't know any of these kids at all. I don't know any of these teams that are truly good outside of what the committee has told me. This is by seeding, right? I don't expect... People to know every single top level kid. Like I, I don't I don't expect that at all. Especially with We're how, not
3: scouts.com right now. No, here.
2: no. Well, and especially with how the talent cycle has changed in, in college basketball recently. I mean, we had 10 years ago we're saying Coach Cal's ruining everything, these ones and dons at Kentucky, it's gonna change the game, and it did. But now it's not just one singular school, it's multiple. It's the blue bloods. And with that comes an expedited cycle of big time names, big type talent through this particular cog of the overall basketball machine. And once you have enough teams with that similar mindset of like this is how we have to recruit, this is how we have to build these these programs to be a contender once every two or three years with one-off players in each one. Yeah. Like I I when you have enough people do that, it changes the entire landscape of everything. And all of a sudden the way that we talk, the way that we pay attention, the, again, the content we create, there's only 24 hours a day, right? You can only get so many layups in. You can only shoot so many three-pointers. You can show up again, again the next day and attack it with the same severity and with relentlessness and everything else, but that's not going to change the fact that in six months you're not going to be here. So how invested are we truly in this tournament now that we have this whole gambling aspect? Now that we have the NIL green light, which basically says, well, now that they can profit off their likeness to anything goes.
3: And I think and I do think that's going to be a game changer in Mm -hmm. terms of, you know, the G League over the past couple of years uh, was seeing more and more viable uh, to some of these top high school kids. And, you know, kids playing overseas with NIL kind of evening the playing field. Yeah, um, hopefully the
2: ball family ushered that in, in terms no, of, 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 of United States families going overseas. And granted, they were they were absolutely like, what the hell are you doing? What this isn't what we do now? They look like they're uh, they're visionaries in in many ways. A
3: hundred percent. What I'm expecting is this tournament kicks off and all these uh, first round games are going on today and tomorrow. I do think uh, it's a combination of although the tournament was last year, I think us as a country outside of like New York City, everyone's ready to really invest in a lot of things. Um, Obviously, I think we talked to Joe O and I told him the numbers, American Gaming Association, they expect the highest that they've ever had in terms of gambling numbers, doubling up the nearest and even doubling up the Super Bowl. Um, And also, I think baseball has kind of helped with them being delayed and not even being a possibility yeah, to true. watch,
2: we're looking for a fire to be around. Uh, the basketball fireplace is uh, roaring and ready to go, and you know baseball's just starting to get their uh, gasoline on there.
3: Yeah, and then it's been and it's been good that the ACC hasn't been good this season, but the Big Ten, a lot of the Big Ten teams, Iowa lost earlier. You got Ohio State, Michigan, Wisconsin, all the big names, but then randomly as well, the SEC which really isn't a basketball conference Mm -hmm. outside of Kentucky, but you got Auburn and Arkansas, and I think having those... They're really
2: good at producing talented players or being that usher program, like, say, Anthony Edwards was for Georgia, but in terms of staying power in the tournament, in terms of of longevity, not there usually.
3: Yeah, so for this year to have those two conferences kind of... I believe they both have, like, six or seven teams from each of those conferences be in the tournament and be in the conversation, um, I think will definitely help and benefit... But you're right, is this gambling, like, it's it's just, here's a couple experts. Yeah, That's what they're saying. But
2: they're experts on the gambling aspect yeah. of basketball, not the basketball aspect of basketball, or even just, like, specifically the college basketball. And that's what I mean. There's only so many minutes that you can go on air. I mean, we only get six segments a day. I can splice this pie up as much as I want. It's two hours. Not really, because we have commercial breaks in there. And I just, between the infusion of the gambling money and then we had the Different protocols come down in terms of the way people like me, when I go down to the Golden Knights games, conduct business as quote unquote journalists. Now, I'm not a beat reporter. We all know this. I don't really take that part of my job that seriously. But I take my hockey watching and the actual content very seriously. And that seems to be more of a departure than the norm right now for the most part, at least that's that's how I'm seeing it. Because as we've lost this opportunity, at least in hockey, we still don't have it back. Baseball's allowing it back. Football's allowed it back. Um, unsure about the NBA, about allowing reporters back into the locker room. We've talked on this show multiple times about what sports journalism has turned into the last couple of days, or couple of days, couple of years, and how there is such a drought for the long form for the narrative for the for the for the people behind the sports scene because we haven't been we haven't had access to it and they're not going to answer the questions the same when they're sitting up on a on a table five feet higher than the press corps after they just got done with the game. Like it's a completely different power dynamic and, and and it's completely formalized. And so I think our production of sports and just the focus has become about the structure, has become about the stuff existing around it rather than about it.
3: And and I think for college basketball, it kind of has to, because you talk about the influx Mm -hmm. of players to invest so much time in following these stories um, I thought another thing. I How forgot many to journalists mention, do
2: we have in there that are that de- that have yeah. that dedicated? We're like you are on this one beat, and you are allowed to work on this story for two weeks. Ah, uh-uh. usually well, these the, days that's like that's four stories at least.
3: Yeah, like there's Jay Billis, Seth Davis, yeah. and that Joe Linardi. Like those three names, like I know for sure they're covering college basketball year round. I do think um, something to look out for, and this is on the women's side. Uh, Caitlin Clark, for some reason, Iowa's become a full basketball school, men's and women's. Uh, she's been going viral. She's been on SportsCenter's Twitter and Instagram a mm-hmm. lot this season. She's like Steph Curry. Uh, follow her. The women's tournament. I think for the first time, about a month ago, uh, ESPN sold out all the commercial slots, which is unprecedented mm-hmm. for the women's side. Um, and what, because they been,
2: finally just decided to call it what it was, which is the madness that is March, except you know ordered in the right way and exactly the same as it was the men's. Yeah, That's how it works. And, and That's they, literally how this works. And you it's know, legitimization.
3: And people. And I think Darren Ravel went um, viral. Um, because he he posted something and he's like a lot of the reason why it's not as popular because Buick came out with a commercial that basically said invest in women and, and it was about the women's tournament mm-hmm. and Darren Neville was like hey you know there's not that many upsets and there's there's powerhouses and he couldn't have been more wrong because Darren UConn Lavelle, shut your mouth yeah UConn's the powerhouse they won in 2016 they haven't won since there has been five different national champions in the women's game the reason why from there five is, different there conferences
2: profits because we haven't had the imagination. Yeah to fully see what they can be. So the metaphorical they being women.
3: Yeah. And I think,
2: Adrian, there's still people that when I explain what I do, I'm like, I, I host a sports radio show. What do you mean? What does that entail? I'm like, well, you know, like Jim Rome or, you know, like Dan Patrick, they have their show. They, they, they run the thing. Yeah. But like, how do you do it? You're like, what's, what's your, what's your role? I'm like, it's, my I'm, I'm, it's, it's my show. I'm the, I'm the host. So is it like live? Is it a podcast? I'm like, why, why can you not like, f- what, why, can you not, why can you not fuse this idea of sports radio yeah. host live on the radio and me? Because why would a woman want to be in that? Why would a woman choose to continue down that road? Who would give that opportunity to a woman? Who would listen? There's so many different layers of why would I do this? Why would I do this? Why would I do this? This is where we need to change. Why not? Why not? So because you- we get so um mono focused on one lane on one subject on one mode of existence and that's why
3: and it has to be like we're used to can't be exactly. different exactly
2: and that's why on this show that that the playmakers which is housed on 1140 the bet have you ever heard us seriously talk about anything gambling related not really, not really. I always find it hilarious people when people, gambling, con- when people but... tweet back at us be like, "I'm not gonna l- listen to your show' cause i with with the there's too much gamble, like you literally have never listened to it. Yeah. I'm not looking to recruit you, but this is a creative choice. It is a production choice. It is a programming choice to choose that graphic over this one to put it in the upper left corner versus the upper right corner, right. To talk about this versus talking about NFL free agency, because talking about NFL free agency now versus the start of hour two, those are two different items. Those are two different things. And sometimes you make the right decision, sometimes you don't. But regardless, the problem that we have in just our thinking is in diversification. And we've never, had, we've never had more tools at our disposal to better help us seek out that diversification. But instead, we stick with what's comfortable and we stick with what's shoved in front of our face, which is profits, which is certain things. There's not a lot of questions being asked except, look, the tournament's back. We're so excited. There's fans and always wearing masks and everything's fine. Just go. Just go with it. Don't ask.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have no, to 100%. ask.
2: We have to slow down. And we have to make sure that we keep more than one half eyeball on the actual game and the actual players and these uh, teams themselves. Because if we're not careful just in how quickly things can evolve, we could be two, three years down the road, and we don't like there's nobody really covering this, not in the terms of where we wouldn't get coverage, but in terms of do we actually understand that these are that these are basketball games and not just another betting opportunity for you?
3: no, a hundred percent, and I do think, like I said, this is a big opportunity not only for the women's tournament mm-hmm. um I think that having the teams that are in this tournament and where they're coming from in conferences is gonna put an eyeball. Gonzaga being that. Mid-major that's always been good but hasn't won and hopefully can win this year because I would love to see it after 15 years of always being so close but never getting it. The Buffalo Bills of college, Mm -hmm. seeing that. um, Also, I think there's a factor of I think there's a big portion of the audience that is not a fan of Duke. So people rooting, you know, you always need I. someone. Yeah, you need a villain, right? Absolutely. And we want to see the second part of Coach K being upset like he was in his last home game versus UNC. So I think there's a lot of different elements. And like I said, baseball not being there. I think this is a huge opportunity, uh, and I'm looking forward to it.
2: Yeah. Don't be upset with the results. Be upset with the effort. And that is something that you can always probably not count on for the playmakers because we do bring the energy. We do bring our best feet and try to put them forward. We just sometimes trip over them and then end up ruining the entire thing. But it's okay. That's why we diversify our portfolio. We're not just sports. We are other things. And to honor the official release of Adrian's exclusive playlist on that free Odyssey app, we get into our music edition deep dive with 35 on the other side of the break. I know you want pop, you want you want rock and I want it,
3: this year's remix Got symphonic So I
2: got pop I got Damn I got Fucking Electronics electronic. Beats I got Your
3: pop music With the future
1: Flow so Even
2: if the sky is falling down 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 Oh my god I'll tell you what Why are you gonna turn it down so fast? What are you even doing? It's not even a real song Technically You keep that up it's DJ Earworm. You put some respect on this 2009 banger from the past.
3: All right. I <gasps> Come got you.
2: on. This wasn't one of your things?
3: No, this this is this but This was huge. But there's there's other things I need to do with the music. So I was just oh, trying to prepare. I see. Okay. But okay. Okay. We'll, we'll okay. let this ride for the uh, for the read that I have to do.
2: Oh, excellent. Um
3: look, music, sports, audio sounds, you can find them. In fact, you can discover hundreds of exclusive music stations for music fans, built by music fans, only on Odyssey. That Odyssey app is absolutely free. And if you don't know how to spell Odyssey, that's okay. I'll tell you right now. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Check it out. The Hype Master Locker Mix. Not lick mix like like yesterday. That locker mix is curated by the one and only Lindsey Brown, who's in that studio right there with the microphone. Um, It's not just incredible hockey takes. It's incredible music as well. Uh, You can check it out. And also,
2: special, special announcement. What? Special, special announcement. (gasps) I got a feeling about this one.
3: The playlist curated by me, (gasps) Hip Hop's Underground, is officially available. Wait, now? As we speak. It went live a day early. Thank you very much, Leslie, in our corporate office in Philadelphia. It Don't is thank available. anybody in
2: Philadelphia, but as long as it's Leslie, she's probably related to Leslie Nope. so she's probably a swell gal.
3: Yeah, she, she's awesome. Uh, it has launched the Hip Hop Underground, um, uh, that Odyssey app, uh, odyssey.com slash Hip Hop Underground. Uh, all the music that is dope. Uh, that is elegant that is good for your ear holes um, Mm. is available right now to hear you should listen to it starting at 501 which is uh, a minute after our show um, goes off air but yeah no I'm very excited it's a a good start Um, I'm very very happy for this and it it fills my creative heart with joy yes uh, because hip-hop and music plays a big part in my life so to be able to do sports and music I can't really ask for more, Lindsay.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it's a full-fledged experience here on the Playmaker Sports, but mostly other things. And in honor of your playlist, at least its release, which is now live, uh, we decided to make it kind of a theme this week where we would do at least one music segment per show. And so you have decided to slate today's with a deep dive with 35. On the cue. Still don't know about this music, but as I
0: we are
2: slowly getting used to our new environment. Brand new tank, it's all cleaned up. Got a new rock over here. Got Got the new water bottle. New couch. We need
3: you on the casting couch, like you said last time. That
2: is true. The casting couch. As long as I'm the one inviting myself to it, I'm gonna go full blown, face down, and take such a hard nap that the couch cushions have left an impression on my face that will take at least two hours. To work itself out of my very, very sensitive skin.
3: Before you go to sleep, mm-hmm. are you ready to answer some questions? I am super ready. Welcome, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, to Deep Diving with Thirty Five. Mm-hmm. I am Adrian Hernandez, and I have questions for Lindsay Brown. Lindsay, that's me. Are you ready?
2: I am most ready.
3: Let me open up this Google document. Okay, okay. here we go, Lindsay. Yeah. Did you own a Zune or an iPod growing up?
2: iPod. I had the pink iPod mini or was it the mi- yeah it was the mini yep
3: fancy the super like light mini thick, cube one
2: yep the, the this thick it was rounded edges but it didn't have like the buttons like remember the first iPod had like 10 buttons on the front of it had the wheel had the awesomeness it was just the best. Bold the zooms were Revolutionary
3: cool. to only have like one or two buttons yes. on it, which was cool. Did um, And now we
2: have no more headphone jacks. So look at where it led us.
3: Right. Uh, random question that just came to mind. Uh, At your school and amongst your friends, Mm -hmm. did you technology shame some of the people who, like for me, in my high school experience, if you owned a Zune or the PS3, you got made fun of. for that.
2: Didn't do that. I would never shame anybody for having a cool thing. If anything, I was jealous, but I wouldn't be one of those people where I would break said object or just, you know, rain on their prey. I'd be like, that's the coolest thing ever. I want one.
3: Shout out to the kid who's listening going, Mom, what's a Zune? Matter of fact, (laughs) what's an iPod? Um, You choose Spotify as your music provider.
2: Well, second to only the Odyssey app, but yes.
3: (laughs) Why Spotify over Apple Music?
2: Uh, Mostly because Spotify was a better user experience first, and it had more tracks on it that were not available like not all the music that i like is like officially released if that makes sense and spotify seemed to be the easiest one with the biggest for the
3: mixes and everything right yep it Uh, is kind of annoying how podcast there there
2: are some notes i would like to send to mr or mrs spotify but you know what i think they're busy we we can improve our experience but i again first and foremost that odyssey app for
3: free Lindsay, we got 77 questions to go and then we can get to those notes let's take you back To the Zune and iPod era because LimeWire, the nostalgic name in peer-to-peer file sharing that bit the dust in 2011, is Mm -hmm. coming back this year. Those
2: digital STDs never truly go away, do they?
3: From digital STDs to launching as an NFT marketplace, they have plans to have one million users by the time that they launch. Will you be one of them?
2: I mean, if they'll allow me to sell the NFT that I have come to acquire, my lanyard over there that was for the first ever Seattle Kraken game that was here at T-Mobile Arena, still $10,000 if anybody would like to purchase that. I think that's a pretty smart pivot, though, if you think about it. Netflix kind of did something similar. They were just uh, the movie store that sent the tea in the mail, and then all of a sudden they're like, you know what? Let's stop what we were doing and do something completely different.
3: And and never, I never, I never experienced getting the rentals through the mail. Me either. I always saw I the was game too,
2: when that came out. I it was too expensive to actually try, and then by the time I, well, I still probably haven't got enough money to be able to buy that ne- old Netflix subscription, but it had moved on by then.
3: Netflix getting way too expensive, but we'll get to that yes. later. You use TikTok, so my question is: barely has this platform made you listen to new artists.
2: Not necessarily But it's had me listen to new versions Of old songs which kind of loops Back to our conversation a couple weeks ago we were saying Is uh, all the old music killing The new music no that would just be everybody's Ability to become their own DJ and splice little Two second increments of songs Which I've been doing for years just the Hard way.
3: Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. With everything going on with Kanye West right now, including being in the middle of a 24-hour Instagram ban as we speak, oh, would you go see one of his shows if it happened tomorrow and you were offered a free ticket?
2: Is it current, Kanye, or can we go like time machine back to Yeezus or earlier?
3: Unfortunately, with Kanye, we oh, honestly do no. not know. <laughs>
2: no, thank you, considering <laughs> I refuse to finish his documentary series on Netflix. I don't think... That olive branch is quite grown enough to extend it. Oh,
3: okay. J. Cole mm. got to try out and eventually played uh, not only for the Detroit Pistons, but in the new formed basketball league from the NBA in Africa. Mm-hmm. As cool as it was to bring awareness to that league, do you feel for the players that were trying to go pro that J. Cole took a spot from?
2: I do feel conflicted about it. It's always weird when you see somebody who didn't technically athletically earn their spot, but sometimes there are instances in which nobody gets to play their athletic spot if this person isn't involved and if for them to be involved, they want to do this. Okay.
3: I like where we're going with this. Let's keep this going. Okay. Is there a musician who would make you nervous if you knew they were at one of your hockey games?
2: Oh, my God. Uh, that's a way too big of a question for me to pick out specifically. Maybe just, like, the front guy from All American Rejects. I don't know. (laughs) Move along.
3: Let's do this. J. Cole, once again, being featured in The Question. He is in a new song called Water Boys from Earth Gang. Uh, That song is exclusively available. He's a
2: water, he's singing about water, but he's from the Earth Nation. What kind of avatar mashup is this?
3: Yeah, it's a crazy song available on the Hip Hop Underground playlist as we speak. In the song, J. Cole has a line that says, There's too many bags. I can't do math. I need a statistician. I think I might enter the draft the way I got a ratchet. Just ask the Pistons. Which led me to think and look up that in the Basketball Africa League that J. Cole was in with the NBA... He had a stat line of five points, three assists, and five rebounds. That's
2: a great stat line if you really look at it from, like, a two-number coding
3: Yeah, so five, the three-five, I see, because we're deep diving with 35. Uh Five points, three assists, five rebounds in 45 minutes coming off the bench in three games. If that's your stat line, can you rap about that in the song like you just did? Sure. The now? line, it's a good line, so the, 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 that's well, what matters, this right? is,
2: I, I'm not going to do it to this beat, though. <laughs> I just, I can't get in the mood. The only thing I, that's going on in my head is the gas pedal, like,
3: well, trouble you, with
2: my left hand gas pedal. That,
3: that gives me a really good idea. Hold on one yeah. second, Lindsay. Get comfortable on that couch.
2: I I've, I, I am. Oh, start go. it over. Thank just you. Just a quick little restart. I'm so happy. <laughs>
3: if you could <laughs> recreate Tupac's hologram at Coachella. Who would you do it for?
2: Oh man. Um Kurt Cobain. Nice. Nice.
3: He lived in I'm Seattle. I'm still
2: very conflicted about the hologram performers, but you know what? I think we have weirder things going on in this world.
3: I thought we were gonna see one at the Super Bowl yeah, halftime true. show, but we did it. Um speaking of of artists that have passed away, the Elvis movie trailer released two weeks ago. Are you gonna go see it?
2: They're doing a movie on Elvis.
3: Yep, on his life. Who's in it? Uh, Tom Hanks plays as like manager guy. Who's playing Elvis? Some white guy.
2: <laughs> some white guy. That some white guy. Well, I'll hold my judgment to figure out which particular white guy this is? Is it our Pat?
3: <laughs> I have no Who would
2: even look like Elvis? I feel like this would be like the Sebastian really- Stan BS. Maybe like Tom Hardy probably wouldn't be a bad one. No,
3: it's... Uh, hold on, hold on. We're getting yeah. here. We're getting here. 2020 film. Austin... Who? What's his name? Austin Butler?
2: Austin Butler. He looks
3: like him. Can you look at the I, screen? Is this,
2: is this one of the youth youthuses that we just haven't, like trickled up, heard about yet.
3: I don't know. He
2: strikes me as like a Netflix. Yep, oh, there it is. He is Sebastian Kidd with KYDD in The Carrie Diaries, which is the reboot of Sex and the City, except Carrie's like 19.
3: Ah, nice. I'm, I'm taking it that you're not going to see this movie. Probably not. Alright, let's stick in the movies though. Let's just stay there for a second. Are you a fan of documentaries on artists, kind of like the Kanye West documentary, or Kid Cuddies? Yes. Or... Movies about an artist Kind of like the Elvis movie That's coming out
2: I like projects in which the artists themselves Are involved in the creative process Because I want Whether it's an accurate depiction Whatever is coming from their brain That's what I want So if that's a documentary, great If it's a movie, eh, it's pretty good too As long as it's a good movie
3: Nice, 64 questions to go Do DJs and artists like Marshmello Make you think to yourself what are you hiding behind that mask? What's in those eyes?
2: Um, I would think it was their identity, but I sometimes think that's probably the smartest business decision that anybody could possibly make because you can be who you are for forever. It could be it could be another DJ that we don't know, but and you could take a night off, and as long as you got the right. Uh, Playlist going, you can have anybody go in for you. Ah,
3: there you go. well, that's fantastic. I didn't know DJs and Spider Man had so much that was uh, related to each other. Speaking of EDM music, uh, what is it about EDM that grabs you so much, Lindsay?
2: Um, the viscerality. I think it's like the closest thing I can get to heavy metal or just like rock, and I grew up listening to a lot of that stuff with my, with my dad's, and so. Anything that can get me to a point of that state and just the beats, the loops, the everything, the replicability, all of the... There's a million and a half reasons why EDM kicks ass. My country is just the worst.
3: You love to hear it. Mm -hmm. As you celebrate your last days in your 20s, are you going to continue and get your TB12 on and continue to go to festivals
2: not gonna have anything to do with he who must not be named but yeah I'm going I don't see why not I was in pain going to them when I first started doing it in my mid-20s and I'm sure that will continue going forward you just have to hydrate better and I'm always the mom in the situation anyway so I'm gonna be just fine
3: this next question it's probably my favorite question I don't mean to brag okay but Lindsay imagine you're on the Denver Broncos and you're, st- and you're still and you're last still ride. in charge of the aux Cable for your team, like you were uh-huh. in your hockey career. And you hear the news last week that Russell Wilson's on your team now. Are you instantly removing any music from Future, or are you playing it at practice and kind of gauging his reaction when he think hears I it? I
2: even have any music from Future on my playlist at all. I wonder what he listens to.
3: Russell Wilson. Yeah,
2: I, I just like.
3: Kids Bop for sure. Probably. I
2: went Baby Shark
3: first. Who's popping on the Christian charts?
2: Yeah. There are some bangers. Light the fire. Light the fire. In my weary soul, fan the flame. This is some straight up church bangers right here. Deep dive.
3: He probably listens to Sierra.
2: Yeah. That's all he listens to. Wow. Her and Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott Thursdays, though.
3: What a lucky. When he wants to
2: lose control, that's who he puts on.
3: What a lucky Mm -hmm. dude that he gets to listen to that music. Anyway, uh, before I start sweating, do you think teammates of some NBA players that kind of have a following and some respect as rappers and singers like Victor Lodipo or Dame Lillard, do you think their teammates? Uh, oh, view I them... give them so
2: much crap.
3: Yeah, yes. So I, I
2: would give them so much crap. I mean, you can do what you want. Spare time. I'm not going to like rain on your creativity or your ability to like imagine, but I'm absolutely, every time you walk in and try to promote that, like. Are you slinging some rhymes over there? (laughs) Look at you, Mother Goose. Unreal. Lindsay
3: Lindsay said slinging some rhymes. Yep. That's the tagline for the playlist. Another one. Thank you. A favorite concert you've been to?
2: Oh, my God. I don't know if I can pick. Probably Halsey at Red Rock or Halsey when there's no phones allowed or Allison in New Orleans or Lady Gaga, which is, like, my first concert ever. I went to Luke Bryan once, and I only knew the national anthem, but I had a hell of a time, and I got really drunk. (laughs) The
3: the national anthem played during the concert. They play
2: the national anthem at the country concerts. (laughs) Nobody should be shocked at this point in time.
3: I used to work at an amphitheater selling the merchandise for whatever band. Merchandise. I had to sell a lot of Confederate flags and reconsider my life. Oh my god! It was the worst. You got get three of them? Why, my three? guy?
2: Just and, for a backup for just like today. Yeah. What, what if I lose them on the way home? I'll just exactly. replenish when I get there. You can never run out of these. What Robert was, E. Lee would be pumped.
3: I think, uh, wow. I think uh, you answered the question by telling us your favorite concerts. Um, but what was your least favorite concert you've been to?
2: Um, It's not... Well, it's not because of the music, but it's rather because of the artist. When Jack Harlow showed up at 3.30 in the morning for his uh, 11 p.m. call time. This guy really time, pissed you off, Well, it Lindsay. was just like I would have liked to have had a heads up. Like, I once I'm committed to a bit, I'm all in. So I was there for the five hours leading up to it, and I danced the whole time. Because ne- I didn't know if it was this 10 minutes or the next 10 minutes or the next 10 minutes where he was going to walk out. So I was going to be ready. Perfect.
3: I I, Listen, and I I can't really blame you. Um, If there was a song to retire from sporting events, which one would it be?
2: Thunderstruck that one.
3: Ah. Anything
2: related to Metallica? (laughs) Uh, Anything that's played in a hockey game in the last 10 years should be, like, that entire play should just be burned to the ground. Unless it's like VGK. If it's anything that has to do with, like, the in-arena stuff and it's attached that way, burn that. But DJ Joe Green, though? He can slang it. He can slang it. Shout out to DJ
3: Joe Green. He's a banger. All I do is win. Can we get rid of that, please? Anyway. um, Seriously, though. I recently talked to a cousin of mine. Mm. I had a discussion with him. A new album had come out. We were talking about it. Uh, He said that he listened to the new album on Shuffle. I responded by talking to my aunt and kind of gave her an assessment um, and said, you need to watch out for him because it's serial killer behavior Mm -hmm. to listen to a new album on Shuffle. Uh, do you agree with me?
2: Uh, I think it depends on your dedication to said artist. Because it, for me, I listen to it just the way that the artist wanted it. I go top to bottom, no skips. If I feel like the artist has garnered said honor. Very few albums have I done that for. But you're right, that is kind of serial killer behavior. If you're like specifically going to listen to the whole album and you just put it on the shelf. No, <laughs> no, no snuffleupagus. This has to be uh, a followable narrative. Otherwise, we're going to get lost with the half lumps, and then what are we going to do with this hundred-acre wood?
3: This was amazing. Lindsay, yes. security is on its way. Unfortunately.
2: For me or you?
3: For the entire show um, okay. of the Deep this dive. In my couch, 35. This
2: is my couch, though. Like, I can stay here. You're going to
3: have to deal with security. I am out of here, Lindsay. Goodbye! I-
2: You know, I thought St. Patty's Day was such a big drinking holiday purely because, you know, just like the American way of life is to make everything a drinking holiday and to make it like bingey and, and to have it grow out of stereotypes and all of these things. But actually, back in the day, you know, when a lot more people took the old Lenten holiday seriously, like say in Ireland, that they celebrated St. Patrick's Day. It was a day in which... The restrictions on eating and drinking alcohol were lifted during said Lenten service. So, I stand corrected. The drinking is indeed traced all the way back to the Isle of Ireland. Yes! Absolutely. And uh, St. Patrick, while he was uh, a dude who spread the good Lord's word, you know, right around 500 C.E., uh, it's taken on a different life a little bit since then. But yeah, remember that there were people before that. There were religions before that. There were ways of life before yours. And that's why we're history is a, a great thing because it allows you to see what some people have written down about our past. And some past didn't really want to be remembered, even if they didn't want to be snuffed out. And that's kind of what happened to the Druids adrian i don't know if you're familiar with the druids they're a way back in the day people basically in in the uk england you're talking ireland you're talking scotland throughout the isles okay this is a celtic paganism era before christianity kind of takes off at the turn of the millennia and after you know the romans pulled out of England because the Roman Empire used to expand all the way west. That's why they had castles and stuff there Oh, during the, during the Dark Ages. They had all the okay. – they they're like, where did this come from? This seems like a really smart thing. You're like, yeah, the Romans were here for a 1,000 years before we got here, and we've forgotten everything. And the reason why is because you had the Druids, which were basically like a priestly class that specifically lived, you know, in what is now Ireland, England, Scotland, all that – they were an oral tradition, an oral religion, so a lot of their everything was passed down through words and through people that kind of served at whatever altar there was. But when they were completely, for lack of a better term, eradicated uh, by Christianity, much like many other religions and peoples were, uh, it was lost, all their stuff. And I, I was thinking about it, too. It was just like, how big of a like evolutionary superstar like religion had become at that point to be able to kind of put a fresh coat of paint over everything and how different it is because we talk about druids where it's like all oral tradition beliefs and practices rooted in nature rooted in in deeper philosophical connections to nature not necessarily like an explanation of what's going on rather than like a focus on just being okay with what is at least that's just how i view most religions that kind of share similar uh Descriptions here, and then you have the complete opposite with Christianity and other organized religions, where you have churches, where you have um, idols, where you have material focus. You know I mean, like you, one really couldn't in structure. Yeah, what you Christianity probably really couldn't exist without having to snuff out everything else in its path, and that's the unfortunate thing about history: is that there's losers. Like I hate it when my dad tells me that. He's like, there's always losers in the history. The history is written by winners. And it's frustrating because how much have we lost? Like how much just shared knowledge that could be helpful, be that to explain or just to, like I said, be okay with what is. Why do we have to burn the Library of Alexandria? That's not even related to this. But still, it's lost to history, much like this first hour. We'll back for another one. Hopefully that one will be written in stone.